With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, as we welcome you in, finish that snack, big guy, looking like a snack, eat the snack as we say hi. Of course, I'm all Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher, Dustin Sweetelson. I'll just say this, hopefully over the next three hours, we will be shown more mercy than the ominous pack of monsters that were following me earlier today. I went for what I thought was a pretty brisk run. And then all of a sudden I heard this pack earlier, right by the beach, kind of coming down on me. And next thing I know, I turn around and they're yelling, get out of the way, old man. And it was a pack of, I don't know, 20 to 25, 10 to 11 boys and girls that absolutely flew by me training for something. And I felt old. I felt tired and I felt whack as we say hi. So hopefully mercy is shown over the next three hours that the kids did not show me today, boys. How are we feeling? Feeling good. They're probably getting ready for cross country season. I'm assuming good place. That's to train exactly up. what it was. Get ready. It, dude, to train I don't know. I don't know how they were moving at this clip and this pace, but they were absolutely flying boys and girls. Good for you. I'm all nailed it. They had cross country shirts on big guy. I didn't see you in the mix. Uh, well, one, that was never me. But two, when you're a child of that age, you have the energy to do anything. Like after that, they went on with their day and they did a million other physical activities. <laughs> like I do that. We're out for the count. Day is over. We are laying on the couch until the next day. I'm right there with you. All right. We got a packed show. Here's what we're going to do. Four teams each day, sharp money, college football. We've got a theme today. Quarterbacks with promise. What about the teams? Tennessee, of course, Milton, uh, Oregon State, South Carolina, DJ, of course, Spencer Rattler, and the North Carolina and Drake May. I had a lot of fun combing through these four teams today. We'll get to those coming up in just a little bit. Also joining us here on Sharp Money, Nate Tice. Yes, he is the son of, and he'll join us. The athletic NFL analyst does a great job. Dustin loves his kid. He's going to be joining us coming up in just about 28 minutes talking NFL. Tim Jenkins, also NFL. If you haven't heard Tim Jenkins, he is a former quarterback that trains quarterbacks. He's awesome. We'll talk to him, film analyst as well. Colton Bartholomew is going to join us because we had such a great conversation yesterday about Wisconsin and the Badgers. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, very high on whiskey this year. So Colton 
will join from the Badgers Extra and the Wisconsin State Journal. And then, of course, it's Wednesday here on Sharp Money. So Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper, stops by Doc Sports to join the show as we open it up today. I'm not sure. I know for a fact Amal Shaw didn't see it. Dustin Sweetelson, did you watch the Manziel documentary? I saw a lot of people on social popping off about that. The Manziel documentary, which dropped yesterday on Netflix, my assumption is you did consume. I did. I watched uh, the Manziel doc, and I got to tell you, it was pretty good. It wasn't like uh, the next, you know, ESPN, the U30 for 30, but I, it was an enjoyable experience. There were a few tidbits that I didn't realize. Like, did you know, guys know this? Remember Manziel's pro day where he's wearing the camouflage and everyone's like. And he was bumping the, Drake. It's the greatest pro day of all time. A ball never touched the ground. Yes. He got drunk and partied with his receivers the night before and the receivers no-showed, he was throwing passes to his agent and a couple other just random people he knew that day. Those weren't legit receivers. They were literally just dudes. And he had the visor on, maybe because he was hungover, but remember, he had the darkened visor on the helmet as well, and he was bumping Drake. He is such a freaking clown. And the fact that you brought that up, and it makes me remember, nerd. What else did you learn? Well, I, I do think he's grown since then. I think judging I hope like so. 21-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, that's who he was, and I think he's very aware of the demons that went on there. And some. So here's another random thing that popped up. The Browns called his agent. They're like, hey, he's not watching any film. We got to get him doing homework. And the agent's like, come on, he's watching some film. You can't say he's not watching any. They said, no, we can record how much time he spends on his iPad. He logged 0.0 hours last week. (laughs) (laughs) 0.0. I saw that clip pop up. So everybody, all teams distribute iPads, and they can monitor what you're up to. And Manziel literally didn't clock a second of study time, which is you know typical of a dude that's that age that obviously had a drug addiction. So is there anything else? I mean, sometimes Netflix can be a little leave you with empty calories with their documentaries. They just want to get it out there and get the headlines. So is there anything deeper? No, it's a solid watch. I think one thing that really jumps out is that the NCAA was obsessed with following him and his friends when they were doing their little autograph scheme where he was signing a bunch of stuff and they were selling it and he was making money and he wasn't supposed to make money off his off of his likeness, which we now know is a totally different world now. But apparently the NCAA was following like every move they were making and trying to find a misstep. And for a bunch of 20 something year old kids, they were pretty good at cleaning things up along the way. Okay, so you walked away from the Manziel documentary liking him more or liking him less? Um, I think my heart hurt for him more. Um, just because it like it 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 didn't just come out of nowhere for us. It kind of came out of nowhere for him. Like he was a really good football player. That's how you end up at an SEC school like Texas A&M, but it was like a confluence of a bunch of different things like A&M in into the SEC first year, I think that year, him exploding on the scene. Cliff Kingsbury happens to be the coordinator. They have a bunch of first round picks like Mike Evans on the, like a lot of things had to happen for Johnny football to become Johnny football. And it all just did. Can we think of a comp this year, boys of Manziel? Can we think of a comp since Manziel played college football of Manziel or is he one of his own Amal Shaw in, in terms of just ability and mobility. I, I think there are a lot of guys nowadays. I mean, Sam Hartman doesn't run like him, but he can throw the ball. He's got good mobility, can pick up yardage with his feet when necessary. Lamar Jackson was a far better runner, but I think there are guys that, that have come along 
that are comparable in terms of their capabilities and abilities. And I look at it nowadays, you really need a dual threat at the quarterback position. Yeah, 100 percent. OK, well, there is your I knew it as we said goodbye last night on the show that Dustin Sweetelson would consume. I wanted to get a review because maybe I'll watch. But after that lukewarm review, I absolutely won't watch. No, I think okay. it, I think it's well that you should watch it. But I wouldn't like nah. I wouldn't watch something you're looking forward to over it. Why, why would I watch that when I could watch a Philadelphia story with Cary Grant? And it, oh my God. It, 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 like, what else would I get? Like, why would you watch something when you have classic film waiting for you at the touch of your finger? Oh Come on, Dustin Sweetelson. Let me ask you both the question, and I want to get into what's underneath this question. And that is, what do you both independently think of the Washington Commanders this year? First off, it's the last year we're going to have to say Commanders. The Harris Group has bought the former Redskins, former Washington football team, now Commanders. Next year will be a complete rebrand. Will there be a new head coach? We are waiting to see. I can tell you right now, the commanders in the market, Amal Shah, are sitting six and a half. The under favored a bit at minus 120 over at DraftKings. But let's go overview. Obviously, early signs out of camp, no surprise here. The defense well ahead of the offense. You've got Sam Howell, who started one game last year through 18 passes. So obviously, that is a loaded defense. There's a lot of skill on offense. I told you the number is six and a half. Why don't you just start by giving me an overview on your take on the commanders? Boy, when you look at the skill positions with this team, the big question mark is that quarterback. You mentioned Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, a backup, and then Jake Fromm on this roster. Nobody that anyone's enamored with in terms of being a long-term starter unless Sam Howell emerges and turns into that guy. I like Brian Robinson a lot at the tailback position. You've got a backup in Antonio Gibson, who's solid. Receivers I like a lot here. Terry McLaurin, um, you've got obviously Jahan Dotson. This is a good uh, nucleus. And then, of course, Curtis Samuel as well. So I think their one, two, and three is very good. Can they get the consistency out of the offensive line? Logan Thomas, the converted uh, Virginia Tech quarterback at the tight end, has done a nice job for them. But to me, Patrick, I think defensively this team can be good. I think it really comes down to quarterback play. And I know we say that about a lot of teams, but Washington has to be in that top three or four when you look at the one deficiency that's clear as day is quarterback everywhere else. They seem like they could be a potential playoff team. Yeah, I'm all up front. If you think about the Alabama boys inside, Payne and Allen, Sweat, and then Chase Young, they could be special. The linebackers got better last year. They drafted Forbes out of Mississippi State. He's a ball hawk, somebody that's going to turn you over. They needed help at the cornerback position. The defense should be very good. Del Rio turned that unit around last year, played very, very solid ball. Turner out, Bienemy in. I'll get to that a bit of a tease, but big guy, your take. Six and a half does feel a little light to me. Division odds 16 to one in a topsy-turvy division for the most part. Feels like a nice little chunk on the commanders. Your take. Uh, I think the defense is good enough to keep them in games. Like I, re I really love the defense. I think all aspects uh, of it is, uh, is great. I know everyone talks about that line, but I think the linebacking core is solid. I like the, the pieces they've added to the second secondary. They added Emmanuel Forbes in the first round and the offense has like really solid weapons across the board. Uh, McLaren's really good. I don't think he's as great as everyone makes him out to be. He's, but he's, he's good. He's good. Uh, he's, not, he's never played with a quarterback. Okay. I'm just saying he, he's, he's good. He's fine. Every, everyone just like creams all over this guy. He's fine. He's a good receiver. He's, he's not a superstar yet. Uh, Sam Howell. Looks <laughs> that like... snap. Okay. I love them all jumping in. And the snap of an, okay. was almost like you saw it coming. Dustin sweet. Uh, he's like continue. Giselle over here. Like my husband can't throw and catch the ball. Like we, we get it. We, we understand how we're rating the receiver. Sam Howell 
he's got some oh skills. He's got like tools. He's got tools that I think make up a, a an NFL quarterback. I just don't know either way, good or bad, if he can actually do it. But ultimately, the, this whole team comes down to the fact that they have the most mid head coach of his generation in Ron Rivera. He's so mid that when you make the list of mid head coaches, he is in the mid of the mid list. I think that two good breakdowns of the commanders. Uh, I agree with everything you both said, by the way, they did add Jacoby Brissett, who is, I, I don't know if you want to call him mid he's up in that upper tier of backups to backup Howell, but Howell is number one on the depth chart. That is who the commanders want to be the starter moving forward. And as you know, we're going to talk about Drake may another North Carolina product. Amal Shaw, and we'll come back and get to the real drama surrounding the Washington commanders after the break. But as you know, Sam Howell, he was hype after his first year down second year. Cause he lost talent there at North Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It'll be interesting to see how he's able to perform. Uh, he's got the talent around him. Can he deliver the football and can the offensive line hold up? He really does have skill. The issue with the commanders is there's beef with the head coach and the offensive coordinator who got there 10 minutes ago. That's next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Okay, football is ready to kick off, and VSIN has everything you need to make this a successful season. Our college football betting guide features best bets from writers and on air personalities, along with 
Team previews of all 133 FBS teams. Our NFL betting guide, which dropped earlier, will help you tackle the upcoming NFL season. In-depth profiles on every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends. Plus, best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. For as low as $19, you can sign up. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back here. I'm Mal Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher, Dustin Sweetelson. This is Sharp Money, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network thrilled to talk to Nate Tice does a hell of a job over the athletic NFL analyst. You can find Nate on Twitter at Nate underscore Tice, of course, quarterback uh, UCF, Wisconsin assistant in the NFL. And he joins us first off, Nate, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. We were talking B and Rivera. So let's go away from the drama and talk about the product on the field. The win total set at six and a half for the commanders. This is a team that won eight games last year. The defense is rock solid skill position, solid on offense. The question though, of course, the quarterback and Howell. Yeah. And that's kind of where your answer. That's why the uh, answer of the total is about six games, which is uh, pretty surprising. We just did a top 10 defenses pod and I know we're going to talk about how, but uh, I had the commanders as my third best defense going into the season. Wow. It's a, it's a truly fantastic, truly potential to be elite unit, uh, especially with their first round pick. They added their corner, which shored up kind of like one of their weaknesses, but built through the spine and a fantastic defensive line is usually going to keep you in a lot of games and they're playing, you know, they're in the NFC East. The NFC overall is not a powerhouse this year. There's only a true like couple elite teams. They happen to both be in the NFC East, uh, which kind of hinders that. But with how it's kind of just hold on. Uh, I, I think you can't really buy too much into it. They at least have Jacoby Brissett on that team, which makes me optimistic that if he does have to take the reins, they can hit the over for that. Actually, if we want to talk the gambling line, because I think that defense is going to keep them in so many games outside their division. They also play kind of the third or fourth ranked uh, uh, schedule, which I think will help throughout this year because there's not a lot of heavyweight teams in the NFC. So I think even if Brissett takes over or if it is how they have enough talent and hopefully some health with their offensive line to at least hit that over number than six and a half, because I just think the defense will just carry them throughout 17 weeks. Nate, I want to ask you, I love that you ranked them third overall. Tell me what it is on the defense side of the ball, what you like about this defense. You mentioned Forbes coming in. Uh, I love him out of Mississippi yeah. State. He may score more touchdowns than Jahan Dotson this year. <laughs> I know. He just has a nose for the ball. Yeah. It's it's funny. When I went in to watch him, he, he's built like Kevin Durant. You know, he, he's like a buck 65, maybe, uh, probably after the shower with two towels on the, the, honestly, that, that defensive line is why I love him. And I mean, it's not realizing if you just look at the roster and you see first round pick, first round pick, first round pick, first round pick, and their fourth best pass rusher is the guy that won defensive rookie of the year and was the number two overall pick in chase young. And he's there. I would, I would consider after what he showed last year coming back is Montez sweat had a great year. Jonathan Allen and DeMond Payne are a fantastic defensive tackle duo. So you just drop in chase young, hopefully he plays 80% of what his potential could be. And that's why I love this defense is because I think they can bring it all three downs, get after the quarterback and they play the run really well. This defense was first in success rate last year. First, like no caveats, no disclaimers. First overall def defense by success rate. That means they stay, uh, keep offenses behind the chains over and over. So that's what it's, it starts with the front. And that's what makes me excited about that defense. 
Nate Tice, the athletic at Nate underscore Tice. And I bring up the Twitter handle because you posted a few clips last week from the Falcons offense. So let's shift to the Atlanta Falcons, Nate eight and a half to win total expectations are there. We had West Durham, the voice of the Falcons on last, last week. And he was going on and on about Arthur Smith love Smith. We don't know anything about Smith because he's kind of a nondescript quiet guy, but the offense is very interesting. Why don't you elaborate? Uh, yeah, they, uh, a term I came, uh, came across with somebody that uh, someone else that broke down the Falcons. I've been super optimistic about them. I'm a sicko that watched them last year just because I was curious what they're doing. They were an Island of misfit toys, but it's credit to Arthur Smith is that he is kind of an offensive savant as far as being creative in the run game and formations and personnel groupings. This Falcons offense last year ranked highly in like five different personnel groupings, meaning they use, you know, three wide receivers, which everyone uses, but then they use a fullback. Then they use three tight ends, two tight ends. They change up their looks and they make it really a pain for defenses. And they were a dang good offense last year. They ended up ranking about 10th, 12th, 8th, and various, you know, underlying metrics. And that made me, and that's starting with Marcus Mariota, who couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. Uh, but a, a term that I really liked with this offense was alignment agnostic, meaning that they are going to have a, a kind of a positionless offense. And that's what the B. John Robinson draft pick uh, was about because he's a fantastic catcher that can split outside. So they can get all these now groupings with Kyle Pitts, Drake London, uh, Matt Collins, who just they signed from the Raiders, who's a big bot tight end, and uh, John New Smith, who Arthur Smith had with tight uh, when he was in Tennessee. So you just get all these guys together, and they can line them up throughout the formation. And they're playing a weak schedule. Um, I have an alternate line bet on them at nine and a half games. I think oh. actually at circa. Uh, so yeah, so I, I I bumped it up just to get a little more juice because the line is up, which has been really annoying for me uh, because I think it was originally, I think seven and a half games. And then they bumped it up all the way to eight and a half. Maybe it was at eight. I'm trying to remember correctly, but I got the alternate line wins because I'm very optimistic about this offense. I think it could be a top 10 unit, even if quarterback, because that's, if he's at that level, I think the defense has to get better with their investments. They spent a lot of free agency money there. So just overall, it's just a really creative offense. And I think an excellent offensive play caller and play designer, better offense overall, better offense. Their offensive line's great. So I think a little bit of health luck, this can be a top 10 offense and then average, average ish defense. It has me pretty excited about the Falcons this year. So I'm going to be watching them week in, week out. They're kind of my hipster favorite. That's might be going mainstream <laughs> a little bit. So <laughs> that's, that's how I'm right now. Nate, love your breakdown of the offense. There's not a bigger Bijan Robinson fan out there than me. But when I look at Desmond Ritter, he's the best bounce passer at UC since Nick Van Exel. Explain <laughs> to me why this guy is going to be good at quarterback. I, I, Arthur Smith, you, you said something that's absolutely so accurate. He is an incredible offensive mind. But it's Desmond Ritter that is the same issue. Washington, the quarterback position is where I have a concern. I, I think the one, the two things, even if his, he does spray the ball a little bit, I will, I will admit that I was a fan of Ritter coming out of the draft that kind of a weaker draft class of 2022 is he's extremely intelligent. He is a uh, already was handling protection checks and uh, kills and audibles doing all those types of things that you usually give to quarterbacks in year two and beyond. Once they kind of get their feet wet, he was handling that last preseason. And why that matters is this offense on first and second down, no one, it's not going to fool anybody that they're going to be running the ball and running play action, which kind of lifts the 
it's training wheels for the quarterback. So even if you have an average quarterback that can at least make him look decent. Uh, so that's why on first and second down, they have an answer. And then his brain and his legs, he's a legit four or five guy. That makes me excited about their third down offense that they can at least be decent. So I just think this, that's why I I'm optimistic about Ritter is he just handles all the difficult, difficult stuff that he might get thrown at him. They were one of the most pressured teams last year, meaning most blitz teams. So if he gets the offensive line sorted out, they're a pretty talented unit, get going the right direction. They can have explosive plays on third and fourth down that maybe they didn't have before because Mariota wasn't asked to handle those types of things. So I think that's his brain and his legs is makes me excited that his floor will be pretty high. If he's a little bit better than Mariota throwing the ball, that's, that's where I see that 18th best quarterback possibly. And maybe that's why I'm optimistic about the offense. Are you optimistic in division? The saints are your favorites at plus plus one twenty. The Falcons, your second betting favorite at plus plus two fifteen. Do you like them in division, Nate? I do. I do. I, I, I just, I do <laughs> uh, long story short. I, I think it's a better number to have. I think that number was at plus 300 a little bit ago. So it's been bet down um, like hovering around that number. So I, I am optimistic about them in that division. Uh, I think it's a, like I said, it's a weaker them and the saints, I believe have some of the weakest strengths of schedules that they're going against weakest uh, uh, schedule. So I think that's why they can hang with them. And I think that the arrows are pointing up for their young guys. So maybe they go overtake the saints if they don't have some health like they, like they have in the past. Patrick, I'm just flabbergasted. Not at this pick of the saint, uh, the Falcons. He's just made a compelling argument and I hate being wrong. I just didn't see it with this team, but they've got the pieces offensively. And I think he makes a great point in terms of what they can be. Well, it's the high, watch out for the Heineke hive. This Taylor Heineke, wherever he goes, Ritter should be worried, Nate, because everybody becomes obsessed with Heineke. who throws the YOLO balls, balls up in the air. I, I have never given a, another quarterback comparison for Heineke. Like, oh, he plays like this guy. I've compared him to Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> because that's kind of just that's he he's a he's a jackass member playing quarterback. That's Taylor Heineke, and I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> that, is, that is the quote of the show. Nate Tice, the Athletic, at Nate underscore Tice. Make sure you give him a follow. Great stuff on the numbers as well. We'll get you on during the regular season. Nate, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Okay. Nate Tice, Johnny Knoxville <laughs> compared Taylor Heineke. I love it. I will say he does have them all. Heineke's got like this cult of personality where his teammates love him. The fans love him. There's just something about, he was throwing those YOLO balls to McLaurin and McLaurin was coming down with them out of nowhere. But he's mid as Dustin would say, but <laughs> no, he is. He is beyond his arm is well below mid. We're back. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking forward to the conversation. Tim Jenkins, quarterback trainer and film analyst. We've talked to him for years, does a great job. He tutors quarterbacks. He's got his academy, the Jenkins Elite, all over the country California, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Kansas City, Texas. You can check him out on YouTube, all things QB. As we say hi on Sharp Money to Mr. Jenkins. And Tim, I don't know if you can tell the anecdote, but you and your family live in Colorado. And I know a lot of the contractors and those working on your house want to know about a specific quarterback that goes by the moniker Mr. Unlimited. That would be Russell Wilson. You've done a deep dive on the Broncos quarterback. What have you seen? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are. We're remodeling a place and, uh, Every trade that's been in there so far, whether it's a frame or a bump, Russell's going to be any good. So that's uh, that's what I do every day now. Let's talk through that. But 
Listen, I think when you look at what Sean Payton does, and, and, I, and I hate saying this because I'm not implying that Russell's all the way at where Drew was at the end of his career, but I do think if you're a Broncos fan, your little bit of hope is that, listen, Sean's seen this before, right? A guy in the league who's been successful and then his physical gifts start to diminish, right, as they get older. And he was able to make it work for a really long time with Drew Brees when all Drew could really do is quick game, right? Like, we remember watching him try to drive the ball against Tampa, you know, that last game, right, that ended up being like, in his career. And it's just kind of, you know, I don't want to be a jerk, but it's kind of sad, right, because we all remember who Drew was. And then it's like things were just falling apart. But they still had successful offenses. So I think, one, Sean's the perfect guy to fix it. The other thing that I think is going to really play to Russell is, and I hate comparing a $100 million quarterback to Taysom Hill, but the Taysom Hill package without the true quarterback run, right? When you look at it from the RPO package, you look at it, some of the run-to-run options, there's some stuff that can really help this Broncos offense on early down and distance. Where I think the Broncos offense struggled last year when I watched the tape was it just seemed like their drive starters were brutal, right? Like that first, you know, we always call it P and 10, right? Possession and 10, we just got the ball. It's our first first down. They just never seem to have their feet really moving forward, right? And, you know, psychologically, when that huddle moves forward, even if it's four yards, right, the second and six, it's meaningful. So I think those kind of, you know, P and 10 kind of plays, those, those, those drive starters, I think with Sean sprinkling a little bit of that RPO, that run-to-run stuff that they did with Taysom, can be really successful for this Broncos offense. And then I also think, like, sometimes we forget the, you know, the mind games of the NFL. Tim Jenkins, we'll try to find a sell there. We'll put him on hold for just a second. He's going, and and I love the start with the comp to Drew Brees and what Peyton has in front of him all, because I, I don't know about you, but okay. And we'll bring back in Tim. Tim, go ahead and pick up your thoughts. We were talking Russell Wilson. Sorry. I, yeah, I don't know where I dropped you, but I, I, I think okay. for me, the thing is too, is that you sit there and you go like, Hey, they've got the Taysom Hill package, right? That, that Sean did in new Orleans, that can be really successful with Russell and this, and this Broncos offense to kind of get these guys going especially on some of those drive starter scenarios where it's like, hey, we can get the offense moving forward, and then you're going to make the coordinator prep for all those RPOs and run-to-run options, Um, and they're going to have to spend a whole day on it. And really, if all you do is do it twice a week, right, it's not a big deal to you, but to that D coordinator, it's a big deal. Tim, I want to go a little bit northwest of Denver, go to the collegiate level with Colorado. I understand you broke down Shadur Sanders. I have not heard much about him. I have not seen him play at Jackson State Give me your assessment of him and how he translates into the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, I think it's exciting. I I think when you turn Shador's tape on, man, he is a super talented kid. What jumps off the film, though, is what Jackson State faced last year from a defensive design perspective was not highly complex, right? So, hey, you see two high safeties, you're getting two high safeties, right? And it's not a knock on those defenses, but I just think, like, there were some really good athletes in that conference. And at the end of the day, if, if you don't have to disguise it to win, why would you, right? Why complicate it? 
However, when you get to the Pac-12, it ain't like that, right? You got good athletes, and then guess what? They're also going to disguise it, right? They're going to give you two, and they're going to snap down the three. They're going to, you know, try to trap you in some man coverage looks. So I think that's going to be his biggest adjustment. What I will say, if you're a CU fan, the exciting thing to counter that, right, is there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for him. But they went and they got that coach from Akron, right? And he runs a lightning fast, no huddle offense. So when you do stuff like that, you kind of force a defensive coordinator's hand to simplify, right? Because if you're going super fast, they don't have time to get all these elaborate checks in. So if you do end up going super fast, then all of a sudden, maybe we can simplify it. So I think they can help curve that little bit of a learning curve that he's gonna that he's gonna face. Um, but man, when you turn on the tape, he's a kid that I would not be surprised if you know we're talking in December or January of whenever he decides to declare, um, and we're talking about a kid who can you know battle his way up into those early rounds. Wow. Great stuff. Tim Jenkins, quarterback trainer, film analyst, joins us here on Sharp Money. I know in the past you wrote about Trevor Lawrence and obviously an awkward year one progression in year two. Tim, where are you entering year three on Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, the, the awkward year one is always tough to evaluate, right, with the rookie. But, man, I think he made a lot of strides last year. And what I, what I have a hard time believing is that he's going to regress when all of a sudden, you know, you see these training camp videos of Calvin Ridley, right? Like, I think Calvin, you know, uh, you know he probably listened to your show a little bit too much, right? Got scared away, started making some money gambling. With that being said, I mean, it, it does not look like he was just hanging out on his break. I mean, some of these videos coming out of the Jaguars training camp, the dude – is getting in and out of cuts. I, I just find a, I, I find it really hard to believe that in the second year of an offense and with a guy like that joining him, he takes a step back. So Trevor Lawrence is the guy that I do think, you know, we could be looking at middle of the season really exploding onto the scene. I mean, I think like Florida football in general is pretty exciting in the NFL. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know about you guys. I'm excited to see what Tua does, right? Is he going to, get better in that offense? Are they going to take a step back as, you know, now people have a year of tape on them? So to me, it's like, I think, you know, the, I, I think between the Jags and the Dolphins, I think there's some really exciting uh, quarterback play that's going to be coming out of there. And it's good storylines, but I do think Trevor's a guy who's going who's gonna to make a huge jump in now year three for him, but in really, you know, in reality, year two of that offense. Tim, we've got some conflicting information in terms of how people evaluate Justin Fields. Some people think he's got tremendous upside. Some think he's just not going to be that good. Where do you come out on him now with the improvements in the offensive line and the receiver room? Man, I, you know, I'm biased, right? So we, we trained the P.J. Walker kid who was in Carolina. So I, I watched a lot of Carolina stuff last year, and I, and I got to tell you, I don't know if there's a – a receiver who makes a bigger difference in a 50-50 ball situation than D.J. Moore. And I don't even mean it in, like, the jump balls. I mean it in those, hey, you throw a dagger route and he uses his body to defend, you know, to defend your throw, right, where he gets in between the safety driving down and your ball and he's willing to get, you know, blasted in the back for you, right? Like, he's a dog. Like, D.J. Moore is a player. So you give a kid, you know, you give a young quarterback a guy who on third and six you know, when they're in this exotic coverage and I can't tell who the, you know, as simple as I can't tell who the mic is, right? Because all these guys are walking around. I'm not sure what covers they're going to give me, but guess what? I got DJ Moore backside. Like, I could be effective still, you know, and I barely got enough of a 
you know, water cannon to survive and, and, and turkey bowl. So I, I think DJ is going to be a big deal for Justin. And what I'll say is, I, I, you know, to me, I'm one of those guys who I think Justin Fields can be a really good NFL quarterback. What I'll tell you is he's never going to satisfy the guys, you know, who loved watching Tom Brady, right? It ain't going to be his game. But when you look at what Jalen Hurts did last year in Philly, and to think that that's not a recipe to win in the NFL, to me, I think it's foolish. I think we're at a, a different time where, you know, if my quarterback's a big enough run threat, a big enough, you know, where I can be big and strong and athletic and protect myself over the, the course of the season, I think Fields is one of those guys who can, he can be successful in the NFL. It's not going to be as a pure, you know, pocket guy. Um, but, it, you know, if they build that system around his gift, I, I really do think the Bears can be successful this year. And I really think D.J. Moore is going to be a big reason why they elevate. Tim, I just have one minute left, and you may not have broke him down. Do you have thoughts on Sam Howell in a minute here? Yeah, I mean, I, one, I like him because I think when he was coming out of North Carolina, when you watch his tape, it wasn't necessarily a thing of beauty, but the dude competed his tail off. And, and I'm pretty sure he just showed up as the same guy in the NFL, right? Like, you're never going to turn on his tape and be like, man, this most beautiful game a quarterback ever played. But when you watch him go and get gritty on third and six and get blasted and then pop up, you see why his teammates want to play for him. So I think Sam's an exciting one to watch. I'm not sure he's going to take a jump like some of these other guys we talked about. Um, but I do think he'll survive the whole year as the quarterback there, and I think they'll, they'll get on the right path. Great job, Tim. Always great talking to you. Quarterback trainer, film analyst at T Jenkins elite on Twitter. His YouTube page is awesome. Make sure you check it out. All things QB and also Jenkins elite all over the country. Tim, good luck putting the house together and good luck talking about Russell Wilson the rest of the way. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Good, good job. Good booking. Big guy. He is. I remember him from the radio days. It's a reminder of how good he is. Uh, because he didn't know any of the quarterbacks that Amal and I were going to ask him about, and he was just boom, 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 right there. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks with a lot of expectations, Amal Shaw, I, I think you and I are on the same page on this next team. Will North Carolina improve on a nine-win season last year with Drake May? Very intriguing team. We're back, Sharp Money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN pro, and you can do it for $19, as low as $19. Check it out for a month, and if you like it, stick around. If you don't, you know, trust me. Once you pay the $19, you're going to be in VSIN.com slash subscribe. College football betting guide, NFL betting guide, daily best bets, 24 7 video stream. As a matter of fact, Samich sent over three picks. Those are part of the picks as well. Dustin Amal's got their picks up there too. Betting splits, part of the package now as well. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Make sure you check it out. Okay, we got you back here. Sharp Money, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Scott Spritzer, professional handicapper, joining us, fellas, in right around 14 minutes. Four teams today. We're having fun. Oregon State, we just went through. North Carolina, we just plowed through. It's time for South Carolina, the Gamecocks. And I'll say this, Shane Beamer is heading into his third season. And Dustin, you'll remember, I knew he got it when he joined our little radio show late at night, when he first got on the job from the office that Steve Spurrier and Lou Holtz used to occupy. And Shane Beamer just came on and he just seemed like a normal dude. He was really cool. Gave us, gave us as much time as we wanted and just seemed like a nice person from all I understand. And I went to school there, the players love him. And when I say love, like absolutely obsessed with him, you can see the social clips. They post South Carolina. And that's important now to flex on the gram as a program to get clever. You see at old miss lane Kiffin asking Hasbula to come to the sip or whatever the hell he's doing. Like it matters to make a difference on social and Shane Beamer's done that. Okay, eight and five last year, four and four in the SEC. But Amal, you mentioned it during the break. What was special about South Carolina's year last year? One, they ruined Tennessee's playoff hopes. And then two, they ruined Clemson's playoff hopes. To pretend like Clemson and South Carolina isn't on the level of the Iron Bowl or Michigan, Ohio State means you've just never been to the state of South Carolina. Within that state, it matters more than anything. I assure you. The win off Clemson is a springboard. We talked about this year and starting the season in Charlotte against North Carolina. I think that game is a springboard for both programs. So it's kind of very interesting that we're talking North Carolina into South Carolina, Drake may North Carolina, Spencer Rattler, South Carolina, the team, the city and the university was shocked that Rattler returned. NFL arm, legit, going to be a second, third rounder, as you mentioned it, Amal Shaw, if he stays healthy, a legit quarterback, okay? He's got to cut down on the interceptions. He's got to be more consistent. We'll get to Spencer Rattler. Let me put a pin in him. Let's back up and talk about South Carolina as a program. It stinks. That's it. Now, six is the total as far as the regular season wins. They're 90 to one in conference. Forget about those numbers for a second. And let me give you a few numbers from 2011, 2012, and 2013. Steve Spurrier was the head coach. In 2011, the South Carolina Gamecocks went 11 and two and beat Nebraska in the bowl game and finished ninth in the AP. 
The following year, South Carolina went 11 and two. They beat Wisconsin in the bowl game and finished eighth in the AP. And in 2013, South Carolina led by Steve Spurrier went 11 and two beat Michigan in the bowl game and finished fourth in the AP. There should be books written about that three year span. South Carolina was nothing before he got there. They've been nothing since he left. Hello, Will Muschamp. I'll give you an idea. When I got to South Carolina and Columbia, Lou Holtz arrived. Everybody was wearing got Lou t-shirts. Remember the got milk t-shirts? Lou Holtz was coming in to change the fortunes in Columbia. Got Lou, got no wins. He went to 0-11 his first year. Started to turn it around. Spurrier took over and absolutely recruited his ass off, called an offense, and South Carolina, 11-2, 11-2, 11-2, top 10 AP for three straight years. That is outrageous. On to this year. Rattler's a fifth-year starter. He's going to be very, very good. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, who frankly is an idiot, was clowning Rattler during the break. Little does he know that my man was running around like a chicken with his head cut off last year because the offensive line was about as bad as any offensive line in the country. And here's the issue. Here's the rub. I don't think it's going to be any better this year. Antoine Wells is legit. The wide receiver. He's a stud. Caught 20 passes combined against Clemson and Tennessee. Trey Knox, the tight end that transfers in from Arkansas, is a pro. The offense is very, very good. Marshawn Lloyd is now the running back at USC. That stinks. However, Juju McDowell is legit, and they've got a cast of running backs that will support him. Okay? The offensive line is the huge question. Defensively, they've got a bunch of vets. I'm going to be straight up with you. As a South Carolina alum, they've got vets. They're just not very talented. I don't love them. They allowed 200 yards or more seven times on the ground last year. The secondary was killed because they couldn't get pressure up front. Again, eight and five, they overshot the expectations and overshot what I think was a talented, but not very talented team at eight wins, beating Tennessee and dropping 63 on them was freaking insane. And the beating Clemson and dropping 40 plus on them was also insane. Consistency is going to be the key for Beamer in year three. They've got to cut down on turnovers, momentum. Momentum is a word and it's very nebulous. Do you agree? Do you believe? Yes, no. Well, if there's momentum coming in for the South Carolina Gamecocks, I would say it's beating Tennessee and Clemson, Amal Shaw. There's no question about it. I thought those were the two best back to back wins by anybody in college football. I don't know if they're going to be able to duplicate that this year. You mentioned it defensively. They give up almost 200 yards per game on the ground at 198. If you can't stop the run in this league, you're going to be in serious trouble. You mentioned the perimeter. Antoine Wells, they bring in Eddie Lewis to transfer in from Memphis. He was second-team All-American Conference. He's got a chance to be a good uh, complement to Wells. And Nick Harbour, the kid out of the D.C. area, 6'5", big-time recruit. This was a big get for Beamer. I think he should help this offense. But, again, it comes down to the O-line and the defensive line guys. If they're not yep. intact on that side of the ball and the season win total, Patrick, you said is at six. Yes. Yes, sir. I'm going to tell you, I hate to tell you this buddy under they're it's not a six win team. I agree. It's a six win team. If everything goes properly, look, they're a two and a half point dog against North Carolina. I, I don't know where you guys come out. I I'm still going to give South Carolina the edge in that game against UNC, because I actually think North Carolina's defense is actually worse than South Carolina's, which is hard to believe. I'll say this, and just as an apology to start the conversation with the big guy, I agree with everything, Amal, you said about my Gamecocks. 
somewhere in that conversation about South Carolina, I called you an idiot. So I just want to apologize. I was still stinging from a comment you made during the break about Rattler. Maybe you can relay the message. And again, idiot's a bad word. I used to say bad things. I'm a 45-year-old man. I just can't be calling my coworker and one of my good friends an idiot out of nowhere. But frankly, the comment you made was idiotic. Would you care to defend yourself? I Look, we're, we're, we've all been on the Spencer Rattler hype train, it feels like, for more than half a decade. Like, we've been talking about how special his talent is and I just think for for all the talk I've heard in since the season ended about him coming back and the expectations for him and his talent, it's just like I thought the numbers last year were going to look better. That's all. Like <laughs> like he was fine. He was a solid quarterback. 18 touchdowns, 12 pickles, like three rushing TDs. He's athletic. I I like his arm. I like his NFL talent. He's definitely a development guy. Like he's not walking in day one and starting in the NFL. But we've been talking about this guy for a very long time. And like, if we're in a results business, the results just aren't matching how we speak about him is all. I I would agree with you there, but I think the success against Tennessee and against Clemson and Patrick, you brought up a great point. I think people overlook, you may not be from the Palmetto state and you may not appreciate the rivalry in so many of these places, Arizona, Arizona state, Texas, Texas, A&M. If you're not from that part of the country, you don't have an appreciation for how good these rivals are. That could really propel this team. I love Beamer's personality, what he brings to the table. They've gotten some recruits from players that you thought were going to go elsewhere. Um, But the lines. And we know in the SEC, you better be able to dominate the line of scrimmage. And these guys are bottom feeders in this league when it comes to the lines of scrimmage. That's fair. I mean, everything you both say is fair. Dustin's right. The statistics aren't gaudy. But if you watch South Carolina, all kidding aside, he, dude, he was just, he was running around like crazy. He was just making something happen. And I'll say this, South Carolina football, fellas, has been around for 115 years. Last year was the 15th of eight wins or more. Wow. And look, this with the schedule lined up the way it is, this thing could spiral and get out of control really quickly. If you lose to North Carolina, yes. you'll beat Furman, but then you're, you're right. at Georgia. Mississippi State's a wild card. You're in Knoxville. Who knows what we're seeing out of Billy Napier in Florida, but you should expect them to be better. At Missouri and at Texas A&M back-to-back, Missouri stinks, but Texas A&M has a ton of talent. And then you have Kentucky and Clemson to close it. I think Kentucky will be good. I know they'll be well coached. And then the rivalry game with Clemson, that could decide your win total right there. Real Correction, quick. five win team. I, I was just going to ask you, Dustin, where do you come out? Under. I do Under. two. They're not getting seven wins. I'm being honest. Why aren't we talking more about Spurrier going 11 and 2, 11 and 2, 11 and 2, three straight years and finishing in the top 10 with South Carolina football? What? Shout to Shane Beamer. Dustin, you're not an idiot. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.